Blog Talk Radio. Sure, there are other things going on. There's some 
wildfires going on. I think in Australia, uh, somewhere like that. I, I don't I don't know for sure if they're still burning or they've gotten rain. Um, I do know that they're still um, having conflicts in Africa, and I know that recently that there was a school uh, school age children, about four or five hundred of them, and there was quite a few that were trampled to death. In Africa, I'm, I'm sure that most people didn't get that news because of all the stuff with this president and all these folks talking all that jive in Washington, D.C. But, um, you know, rest in peace to all those little African uh, children, my brothers and sisters, who are uh, laying to rest right now because of the trampling. And to their families and their loved ones, you have my sincerest condolences. Um, there's been some people here that I know, maybe somewhere where you're at, that have lost parents and siblings and loved ones, man. Um, I know how grief is. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. I went and spoke to a group of teenagers at a local high school, not the one I'm at, but at another school yesterday, and um, had a very good conversation with, with them uh, and their administrator and their teacher. And I really must say that we've got some bright young people, even in alternative programs, bright young people. And I just shared with them that they had a voice. You know, this is the time in, in the world where a young person, you and I can, with very little money, if we have a cell phone, we have a computer and some Internet access, you can have your voice heard, and I told them about all the things I've been involved in and all the people that I've met, and they were surprised. And I was thinking to myself, you know, every day I wake up, I think I'm blessed too. And um, I, I, I'm from Illinois, but I, I grew up uh, majority of my, my beginning, my adulthood. Well, yeah, it was my adulthood in late teen years in Louisiana, and now I'm in Texas. And I don't think I'm ever leaving the South for the Midwest again unless there's a great opportunity. But the, the fact that my voice has been heard in three distinctly different places geographically, um, I left a mark in each one of those areas because I was willing to speak up. And I was sharing with them that, you know, speaking up is, is, is it's commendable because you you – no matter if you're doing good or bad, you have an opportunity to make change happen in a very real way just because you spoke up and maybe encouraged someone else to, to, to say something when they were kind of like on the fence of whether or not they should even open their mouth. And next thing you know, people are listening to you and maybe even following you because you just said something, you just made an utterance. I want to give a shout out right now, though. If y'all see that, y'all see that shirt. I, I, I use that phrase on and off over the years. And um, shout out to SM Creative in Detroit, Michigan. Um, Stanton Marshall, I believe, is her name. Cold sister. She does T-shirts, and so this is. One of her products, straight out of Detroit, Michigan, that I'm sporting today. And hey, if any of y'all got products that y'all want to sport, want want me to sport, want me to shout out on the show, hey, send it to me. I'll, I'll wear it. I'll I'll chalk up your business. You know, you know, this is what it's all about. And so, SM Creative does T-shirts and other things, uh, graphic design company. And uh, I just, you know, hey, if you go on Instagram, you know, you can find her there. And um, you can find her, I think, on Facebook, Internet. And um, like I say, they're in uh, Detroit, Michigan. So shout out to SM Creative. But keep that same energy, uh, shirts, because you know that's, that's the truth. So everybody that's tuning in now and, if you tuned off, again, you're in the gumbo talk. Who else is on? Hey, Evelyn. What's up, Mom? I see you out there. Um, but tonight's topic is say it now. On the cusp of the death of Kobe Bryant, 
the, the current state of the union, uh, people with family situations, relationship situations, uh, new flames, old quarrels, and misguided steps uh, all contribute to some form of communication, either breakdown or good communication. The, the time has never been better to say what you mean to someone. This doesn't mean say anything to people, but choose your words and leave the questions that you ask open-ended. So when you know you should say something, you should say it. And then how many times have you thought about what you should or could have done or said, and when do you finally decide to speak up for yourself? I mean, where is the true warrior spirit, you know, that more than a conqueror spirit? Can you trust enough in yourself to know you will draw the good and repel the bad? I mean, what will it take for you to finally speak up for yourself? Having said that, again, you're in the gumbo mix. The number to dial if you're not already dialing in is 515-605-9375. The number to dial is 515-605-9375. And I encourage anybody out there to call that number if you would like to say something. Because today could be the day. People say, you don't know if tomorrow has promised you. I don't know if the next 10, 5, 3, 2 minutes are promised to me. Uh, I've heard tell of recently there was a preacher that was preaching and he sat down and died like a few weeks ago. Just died right there in the pulpit. He said, I'm sorry, and checked out. So there is no better time than now to have your voice heard. Now, I, I, I mentioned the thing about Kobe because it seems to be a hot topic that people start thinking about what their, their situation is with other people. Hey, Ayana, I see you. What's going on, Baron Glass? You know, when you get an eye-opening experience, hey, Pam, you begin to open up a little bit because it seems to be a communal thing. So a celebrity like the great athlete Kobe Bryant, having passed away, people are all in shock about his what they call untimely death. And I'm like, you know, Everybody's got an expiration date. We don't know when it is, but him, his daughter, and those seven other people, it was their time to go. There was nothing you could do about it. But now that we have this, we can talk about it. So we talk about death. We talk about communication, relationships, everything on this show. So why not now? Everybody is talking about it. Everybody is like, I wish I would have said this, I wish I would have done that, um, I had a great relationship, and then, you know, they died, um, a, a, a person I know, their mother passed away recently, and I'm sure when a parent dies, I know I did, when my dad passed away, you have questions that you wish you would have known the answers to, and if you don't have a regular, ongoing communication with with people around you, then yeah, that when that day comes, you're going to be like, oh man, I didn't get to. Well, there's no better time than now to say it. And I know it's hard because a lot of us don't say things because of fear of this possibility that rejection might come. Some people don't say things because they, they don't really want their hearts to be on the table and be vulnerable. Some people won't say it because they feel like they're the only one that 
think like they do. What's going on, Richard? Kimpo? So you're, you're not alone. Listen, there's a lot of things that I probably say that makes me sound like an asshole. But if you take what I say um, and mix it with my personality and know that there's no intention to cut you down or because I I say something about you or to you, um, it, it's going to make me bigger or better. I don't have that kind of makeup. That's not that's not woven into the fabric I am. But but it's not woven into the fabric you are, especially if you're listening to this show. We don't get down like that. Gumbo talk listeners, listen. We don't we don't get down. It's a lot of stuff that we tread through every day. And I promise you, we keep our mouth shut when we should say something. But there just comes a time when something's got to be said and I'm going to say it. What's up, Billy? That's just the bottom line. When it gets to the point where something needs to be said, I'm going to say it. And sometimes it's instant. And I'm looking around. I'm one of those people. I'm like many of you. I'm looking around. I'm thinking like, okay, I know that they're going to say something about this. Or she's going to surely speak up. And people don't. So I'm sitting there, I'm thinking like, you know, I never even weigh in on what I have to win or what could I lose. It just comes out of my mouth, and I'm like, you know, so be it. Hey, I know it's a dart. Anything that comes out of your mouth is like a dart. It's going to go, and it's going to hit its target. You, you, you might get the bullseye. More than likely, you just hopefully you hit the board at least. But you can't pull it back once it's gone in the air. Out of your hands, it's going like an arrow. But the the most important thing is, is if what's in you is is the expectation that what you say helps people to think um, about something more than themselves, think about the whole situation going on, not just their point of view, think about Empathize Is that the word? Yeah, empathize With them folks That's all Most of the time when I have something to say It's about people Going down one rabbit hole And they ain't thinking about nobody else And I'm thinking like There's no words. You just have that thing in you that you say, you know, this ain't sounding right. And they show crazy as hell. So I, I'm going to say it. And I might have gotten it from my mom. I probably got it from my dad, too. But I, what's up, Ken? Um, the point is, is that for me, it, it's got to be said. But again, there's a lot of times I say a whole lot less than what I really, really had to say. Now, that's me. Now, let's talk about um, the everyday Joe Blow or plain Jane. You go through your life by waking up in the morning, putting your feet on the floor, taking your shower, brushing your teeth, washing your face, um, putting on your clothes, fixing your coffee, maybe having something for a bite to eat and get in your vehicle or take the transportation to whatever you're going to do, whether it's your job or your business. You get to your business, you focused on that, you know, all you there are to do is make that money or, or be a service or sell whatever goods you're selling. You get off of work, you clock out, you get back in transportation, you get something to eat, or you go home, you fix something to eat, you might take another shower, watch a little TV, listen to music, or read a book, whatever's your thing. And, and for some people, they go to another job, or they go to their room, lay down, and go to sleep. 
and that is the majority of their life. They don't really see anything else that's going on, Dwayne. They don't really see anything else in the world around them because they kind of stay in that in that lane. But then it comes a time where um, prices go up, you know, the cost of living increases. And if it isn't the cost of living increasing, it's the the fact that your income begins to decrease, whatever way you want to put it. And it's beyond your control how the change in money has occurred. Beyond your control. What do you do? Well, some people, they keep their head down. They stay in that rut, and they keep going on about their business, going through their regular daily life, doing what they do. Some people, they kill themselves because they feel like ends ain't meeting where they're supposed to meet, like you're supposed to be in your room. My boy, be pressing his luck all day. I know I'm going to get there. I just know I am tonight. But some people kill themselves. Some people... They're like, you know, they're so frustrated that even if they're in a relationship, they might be married, they might be in a, it, it comes out in their relationship, and they don't know how to express themselves. So they, they get angry, and they keep it all pent up, and they never say anything, and then they lose their relationship. And then there are others. It's like, hey, okay, this is it. I know I'm not the only one that's going through this struggle. I've got to say something. And then you say something and it becomes a snowball effect to impact the people that that your job or at your business, and then maybe the people in the transport or people that you cross paths with when you get something to eat. They hear your complaint. They hear your voice. After so long, there's a group of people with the same issues. And when groups of people have the same issues, they create like a block. And when the block is created, when I mean I like a block of people, not like a block of neighborhoods, but a block of people, no matter if they're in the same area or now with the Internet age, they're all over the place. They have a bigger voice. It's magnified now times 100 or 1,000 or 10,000 or 100,000. You have become a leader because you were one of the first to voice it. And you're forced to lead. You might as well embrace it. There's nothing like it. And so that's where the rubber meets the road is when everyday people, See something that is affecting them so so near and dear, whether it's positive or negative, that they say something and then they realize that they're not alone. And I, and I think even though it's only eight twenty three, I can get to the crux here. You're not alone. I don't care what it is. Now the the the, the formula to get to where you are may be different. I tell people all the time, two times two and two plus two gets you to four. It's, it's, it's a different equation, different formula, but it's the same result. At some point, whether it's a thing of, of pain or it is an experience of success, you're going to speak out about it. Now, I have this notion that I think people want to hear more about pain than they do success, but I'm, I'm slowly moving into that realm of talking more about success than I do pain. The pain is real, but, but the pain is not as important 
as the success. I can go through uh, having complications due to an irregular blood glucose level. And I can endure all of the struggles that my body is telling me is going on. But when I finally begin to say I'm going to take this medicine and if I have to take insulin, I'm going to do it. Um, if I got to eat different, I'm going to eat different. When I finally realize that that's it, I've I realized success because I can turn the tail. What's going on, Dimitri? Um, I can turn the, the tide on the pain and the suffering and start moving towards success. And I think that we spend so much time, we spend way too much time with our, our lips zipped, zipped and suffering and dealing with pain that we forget about what good feels like. And I'm going to tell you something. I know that we were given one mouth and two ears for a reason. But when you're able to use your mouthpiece correctly, you have double the amount of listening than you do speaking because people have two ears. So you can flip that old adage that you're supposed to shut up because you have two, two ears and one mouth for a reason. Well, you have two ears so that you can hear twice as much more than what you say. And if somebody else says it, that person is saying something. If it touches your heart, it, that means it went through your ears. It touches your heart, and now you are moving. In the Bible, uh, like at the very beginning of it, it says, in the beginning, God created. And just from speaking, things come into existence. Another thing I was sharing with the young people, and I've shared it on here, and I've got it from, from many things that I've read, many books. There's too many that, that, that talk about this same topic. The, what you put out in the atmosphere, what, what comes out of your mouth, what comes out of your behavior, what comes out of your your actions is you. And what what that brings back is the same energy. So if you put a lot of negativity and you talk about people a lot, I mean, not, not talking about them in a good way or talking about them in a way that can help them, but talking about them like, oh, this, they, this, that, you know, just throwing salt on them, you're going to get a lot of salt on you. But on the same token, if you're known for building people up, saying, hey, look, I, I want to listen to what's going on, and maybe we can solve this situation together, um, then, and, and, and right then at that moment, you begin to create something that is very hard to stop because that positive energy has a momentum that's unmatchable. Now, I'm, 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 I went down a rabbit hole for that little three or four minutes there, but what I was telling the kids about that energy from that grief and about that bad energy is if you could shift the bad energy towards something good and positive, you you can you can use a whole lot less energy and get a lot further. I was explaining about how grief works and how it it slows you down and it retards your growth. If you took the grief from when your mother, your father, a child, a sibling, a friend, a neighbor a celebrity, right? If you took that energy that you that you put into 
crying, and there's nothing wrong with crying. Don't get me wrong. But the energy you expend there, if you put that same energy into something positive, right, and and diverted it, like if you if you're up, like people say they can't sleep at night when they're going through problems, right? It's usually some kind of grief over a relationship or a loss. It's it could be finances or whatever. That's a grief. That's a that's a that's a loss. That's a real feeling. It may not match grandma dying or, or mama dying or daddy dying, but it's a real thing because it's really ongoing. It's something that's hitting you every day, right? But if you could take that energy because you're up late at night and be working on things while you're up late getting things done because you're up, you're utilizing that energy to, to, to exhaust it because energy can't be destroyed. You're exhausting that energy doing something positive. You said that I'm going to be better. Is that Philip? What's going on, Philip? You said to yourself, I'm, I'm not able to sleep. I'm dealing with these issues. I can go back almost a year. It was a matter of fact, it was about 10 months ago. I had been in a real rough spot last year. One of the lower parts of my life when the grief and the finances and the relationships, all that began to to really go downhill for me. Um, I realized a couple months into all that that I was wasting energy. So I began to swim and go to the gym. And next thing you know, I was able to sleep. I was focusing, and and the, the things that I desired of my business uh, were realized. I was I was seeing real success. What's going on at the end? I started saying things like, you know, I think I can make it. This is this is going to be. Successful. It wasn't. It wasn't any body per se that came in my life, but it was a switch in my mind that said it was a reminder of what I've been taught. Don't get me wrong; I've been taught that, and I had been reading. But it finally a switch hit and said, "I'm going to start speaking different." I stopped saying things like, "I don't want this to happen." I, I think this is going to go bad. I would start saying, like, well, I think that I want that to look like this. I am going to do this. They are going to come along with this idea because I'm going to say it to them in the way they can understand it. Now, mind you, I asked a lot of my creator for wisdom and knowledge. I didn't ask for much of anything else. I should have asked for that $57 million. That was the total I, I, I need to be as impactful as I can possibly be on this planet. But when I started saying things out of my mouth that were complete affirmation. And I wasn't trying to be at the center of anything. I stepped back and I stepped into myself. And the next thing you know, things started to realize. I not only my business started to grow and I was able to see a little light at the end of the tunnel there, I had other opportunities to come in my life and even the other opportunities were flourishing and there were opportunities that allowed me to do everything I had been doing that I wanted to do and, and I had to let go of some things that weren't getting me to where I thought they were going to get me to. Um, Toastmasters. I was doing great at Toastmasters, moving up the ranks. And I wondered one day why I was when I was supposed to be the area director 
that our regional governor went against the grain of the assistant, who was that, Ronan? The assistant area director, which is what I was, becoming the area director in in the the manner that has been tried and true for years. And I still don't like the man because he went around, because I still think it's some white boy stuff. I do. It was it was white boys and and I don't even know this guy that became area director, but it messed up me getting my DTM in the manner that I was gonna have it, which was by June this year. But then I thought about it after a while, which is recently, and I said to myself, why are you spending that energy being upset with this guy? When you see him, don't make an effort, because I don't know. I ain't got to make an effort. But when I see him, I'm going to tell him exactly how I feel about what he did and how I feel it went down. But I'm moving on. I got a very good experience. I'm still involved in Toastmasters. Don't get me wrong. I'm involved because I want to help other Toastmaster groups grow. That's all I really want to do. I don't, I don't care. There's a lot of other people that need to learn how to speak better and be better in leadership. And of course I could, but I'm at a stage where I'm, I'm teaching not, not only young people, but adults leadership and communication skills. And I found out I'm pretty damn good at it. I simply said, yes, I can. All that stuff Barack Obama had, folks saying, yes, we can. People were like, I hope this Negro don't get killed. We were saying, yes, we can. And we were saying, as long as he stays president, but lo and behold, as soon as this white boy that's in White House now got in there, he started doing just like what the system is. He ain't doing nothing different than what's been going on in this country forever. And I'm one that I don't got time to give him energy. I don't got time. What's up, Rufus? I don't have time to give him energy. I say, hey, as long as you don't really impact me, I'm interested in seeing how my tax situation goes down here in the next week or so when I go file. But other than that, if he messes up that, then I'm really going to, you won't really hear me say something. But, hey, you keep on over there. You do your thing. That's the same thing y'all been doing ever since I've been born, and I'm sure way before that. So y'all keep doing it. But let me do me. I'm going to stay out your lane. I'm going to do me. But, again, it comes from speaking what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on me, which when I say me, that includes my family, my friends, and the significant others in the circle that I have. Everybody eats. I, I got a buddy. Um, he's not a friend, but he's a buddy that lives here. And I used to say that to him. He was like, man, I don't care if anybody else eats. Just me and my crew, we're going to eat. And that's what he does. They go out and they get it, and they have it. That's it. But I, I think of that as a notion that um, Kenneth Johnson, my former pastor, used to say. He said some people get all they can, can all they get, and sit on the can. And that's all they ever going to get. I'm going to get, I'm going to keep my can upright and open in the hopes that I either get more cans or some people who need it can get the overflow and then they might kick in and help me and then we get it. And that's where I look at the team. You know, we go get it. What's going on, Miss Jones? We go get it. And we all eat. And I, I'm just one of those people, I, I'm the type of person, if I'm leading, um, I can't be the only one that's eating. And if I got it and you and you don't got it, then we got it because I'm sharing with you two. And maybe that's to my detriment. But I feel good. And I got some loyal, loyal to the soil people because I speak what I, what I say is what I mean. And what I mean is what I say. 
And yeah, it's got me fired a couple times. And yeah, some people don't like me. There's some people on here now listening that probably had a problem with me for saying something, but eventually realized that true. He didn't mean no harm. And he was genuine with it. And now we good because, you know, yeah, you know, things happen. But I ain't have no ill intent to anybody. It was it just had to be said. And so if your heart is like that, you can say what you need to say. Now, if you one of those people that need to make other folks feel small so that you feel big, this ain't for you. This ain't going to work. So don't share this with them. But really and truly, opening your mouth makes a difference. Now, listen. The phone line, again, y'all, I'm going to post it while I'm typing because if, if you got to say it, you need to say it now. The phone number is right there in, in the link, in, in, the, in the conversation, 515-605-9375. If you want to share with an experience about when you just had to say it, I want to hear that. Everybody else wants to hear it, too. And, I, you know, I got plenty of stories where I spoke up. And I think just about everybody, everybody here listening that heard me speak on something, and it was like, you know, hey, we agree on that. Everybody that's listening, I see listening. And those of you, I don't know how you hiding yourself. Those of y'all that are listening, I wish I could figure out how them folks be listening, and I can't see them um, in, the, in the thing. Because folks swear they watch the show, and they tell me about, what I talked about, but um, I didn't see them pop up like I see all you good people that I names that I called out that I see in there. But but really and truly, it's it's that's what it's about. When you speak up, it's it's for you to get a lot of stuff off your chest. But really, it's the the better thing is is that you figure out there are other people that think like you or agree to an extent with what you're saying, and now you realize, one, you're not alone, and two, you have a collective voice that magnifies instead of just adds to the calamity. Because otherwise, some people just sound like clanging brass, you know, like a, like a, <clears throat> went to my daughter's school a couple of weeks ago, was that back in the fall, and they had a band concert, choir concert, God bless him in elementary school. I wondered what kind of practice is going on at home and parents that have to hear those um, instruments making the sounds, the noises that they were making. It was, it, was, it was something. But that's what you sound like. Some little bitty kids playing instruments for the first, first time in their life. But if you have something that is in you and your heart is right and you say it and you use your words, right? You're not saying it in anger. You're not saying you can you it's okay to say it in anger. But your purpose isn't your anger. Your anger is your passion, right? If you look at it like that, it's all about how you view it and what it's come out. If that passion in you comes out, that's all the more better. That's the sauce. So if you're sitting on something and you've been angry about it, 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 it must be something that's on your heart. When you get it out, that's your passion talk. And let me tell you something. You, you, you're not going to get it out until you say it, and then even if you're not the type of person that can voice it, because you say it to somebody who has a voice, they'll be able to magnify it for you because their voice is heard, but you're the person that's not. Now, y'all hear me talk almost every week. Right? I, I, I can talk. I'm, a, I'm Willie Joe's son. I'm Drusilla's son. I can talk. Now. But I'm going to tell y'all the honest to God truth. If you live in this area, and you think about leadership in the last 15 years, I've been buzzing 
in their ears about things to do. I, I really tried. I'm going to give you all example. I'll say it now. Give you all example because I told you I got plenty. When I moved here, one of the things that I noticed when I was driving as a caseworker, when I first was driving all over the place and I learned the lay of the land, was that this place had no sidewalks. Preachers in the alliances and folks in the community had been saying it for years, there's no sidewalks. We worked on it, we worked on it, worked on it, and they had this great big old bond coming from the city. The bond was uh, about $57 million. And because I had been talking about the sidewalks and some other issues that we were having, we were able to move the leadership behind the scenes to add sidewalks to the streets that they were going to do, which was not in the original plan. And all of the sidewalks that came about cost roughly about $700,000. That's it, out of $57 million. And so it had to be put in there, but somebody had to voice it. Fast forward, there was that hotel that was on the, if you ever come to Longview, if you're from Longview, there's a hotel on Interstate 20, and it was, it was, it was Holiday Inn on Interstate 20 and Estes Parkway on the northwest corner of the interstate of I-20. For years, it was a great place to go stay. They had a pool in there back in the gap, but over the years, it got dilapidated, got torn down, went, got halfway torn down. There was a great restaurant in there, Applewood. Y'all remember Applewood? A great restaurant. But it got torn down halfway. Some things happened behind the scenes with one of the government entities trying to bogart an owner, and the guy just kind of like sat on the place. Rich guy, floor, and people were going to buy it. He was going to sell it, but then he was like, forget that. And then folks tried to sneak and get it from one of these government entities. I thought they weren't going to get found out. He found out he jacked the price up. The property, y'all, this is the other factor. The property originally was going to sell for 500000 almost six, a little, little under six hundred thousand. When that first prospect group tried to buy it, who this government entity had hired to buy it, the dude found out about it, he made the price 800 Before it was all said and done, they had pissed him off because he was going to develop it himself. He ended up selling it like for 1.6, 1.2 or 1.6. He just jacked the price up, and they paid it. And then they demolished the building, got it, Dirt work ready, and that's what happened. But how the building, the, the dilapidated, half-torn-down, uh, asbestos-laced building got torn down was I had been griping to the council and to this NEDCO and to the county about this building being a detriment, being an eyesore on I-20, and nobody listened. Or if they listened, they were always like, uh, nothing we could do to develop it. And I griped, and I complained, and I said, this has got to change. I said, you're going to have drugs. You're going to have young people going up in there, even though there's a fence around it, and somebody's going to end up dead in there, or somebody gets really hurt in there doing something they ain't got no business. Nobody listened. But because I said it long enough, I finally figured out something. My voice ain't going to be heard. I went and talked to the guy who was the president of the university near it called the Turnoff. And we established a thing called the I-20 Corridor Group, focus group. Ad hoc advisory committee, and I coined the phrase Beirut. I called the building 
Beirut, because that's what it looked like. You know, when the bombs hit, rubble on the ground, half half structure, and the president of this university and the mayor were buddies, right, or whatever they were, whatever they are. I don't know what they were. We had this committee, and we voiced it, and the, 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 the city council was so embarrassed, the mayor was so embarrassed about the phrase Beirut, he used it. And in two months, the building was gone. My voice wasn't enough. The people that I knew that were talking about it, their voice wasn't enough. But we had to go get somebody. We had to go get a white man to say the same thing us black folks have been saying to get the building to it. And I got many stories. I can tell you all about many things that have happened and it was because you speak up. And sometimes it's not speaking up loud to a group of people or to everybody. Sometimes you just got to speak to the right person. And the same thing with if somebody's everybody's got to die, the right person to say what you want to say is the person that you know needs to hear it. What's going on, Jerry? The person that needs to hear it is the one that needs that you need to be speaking to. And sometimes the person that needs to hear it isn't the one that you think needs to hear it. So that's when you have to start listening and really finding out, you know, who you should be speaking to. And I'm going to tell you this. This is, this is the kicker to, to this. This is, well, good. We all, we're, we're, we're 51 minutes in, nine minutes to go. We're not going to spend all those nine minutes. I always say that, but I do. But, Here's the kicker. If you fool around and you say what needs to be said to the wrong person or the wrong people, everything gets delayed, either that or denied. The whole problem with us not saying what we need to be said right now is spiritual warfare in our body. If you have the natural which we all do, and you have a holy part, those two are going to fight. One of the things that you may not have any control over until you realize it is that you don't want to say certain things because of an internal conflict, not so much the conflict that comes from External It's internal And when you start fighting with yourself And you get it out You you begin to realize that You're not going to share you With any old body And then you start to look at people And you're listening to them And you begin to realize That in your listening To them they're not the people that you should be pouring into because what's coming into you from what you're hearing isn't, isn't, it's, it's, it isn't good fruit. It's strange fruit. Don't fool with that strange fruit. So stop sharing you with people who who won't get you to the promised land. And I'm going to tell you this too. If what you have to say is not prepared when it comes out of your mouth, you just speak off emotions or off of feelings, I'm going to tell you, that's going to come back on you. Because I've said it before, the principality of the air can take control of what you say, turn it, 
and put it right back on top of your head, and you ain't going to know how to combat it. But if you know and your conviction in your heart that what you say is true to you, it may be relative. It may not be an absolute. It may be relatively speaking. It may not even be a fact, but it may be your truth. When you get that out, there's nothing that can come back on you, you see. But if you're just talking to be talking and you talk to the wrong people and you put that good, good seed in bad soil, it might grow. But it, it ain't going to grow for you. <laughs> they they might dig up that, that sapling and plant it in their garden and then take something out of their garden and plant it in yours while you turn your back because you thought you had spoken in a safe place. You got to be careful. But again, all that's internal conflict. What needs to be said has to be said now. Speaking from your heart is good. Speaking from a place of emotion is not. And when I say heart, yes, I'm talking here. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing thoughtful coming out of here. Nothing. One thing coming out of here is blood. Okay, but and and, and this needs that blood. Blood is the source. Don't get me wrong. But but the, the heart is up here in the mind. So. You have to be mindful that when you say what needs to be said, you're saying it in the, in the right way. Now, some of you will argue, well, it can be said anyway. The Holy Spirit will carry on. Uh, do you not realize that the Holy Spirit itself doesn't deal with everybody? So you could be speaking to people that clearly are an angel that's fallen, What's going on, cool? And then that angel takes it to the devil, and they despise. They, they they come up with a plan to destroy your plot. But if you speak, you speak with conviction. You know what you're saying has been through the fire, uh, through every test, and you you felt the pain, and you need to get it out. And it has to be said, it will be received by the people who need to receive it. And if you keep throwing all your good words after bad, it's like arguing. Y'all know people be in relationships, and y'all know them real tumultuous ones where they always argue, and there's a lot of cussing and furniture moving. And, and, and sometimes if you're on the outside looking in, you'd be like, you know what, I don't know why they're together. What's up, Kim? Because all they're doing is moving furniture and yelling. Ain't nothing, they ain't nobody listening to anybody. It's just arguing for the sake of arguing. You know, on the outside looking in, even though they're going to make up, it, there's nothing there. It's hollow. Because the way they communicate is hollow. And all they're doing is throwing emotions around. That's not what I'm talking about when I say say it now. You got to have these conversations with the people you love. And with the people you don't. I know, lady. It's it's you, you may only have ninety seconds left. When she says sixty seconds, when she says ten that's all the time that's left. So it's up to us to use our voices now. Learn how to say what he you don't have to learn from anybody what to say. But, but but you need to know how to say it. Say it. Say it slow. My, in the words of my boy James Relifer, say it slow and say it some more. If it's worth being heard, you're going to have to tell it from the low valleys and the mountaintops and while you climbing and then while you descending because it's the same now as it's going to be later. Because it's just what's got to be said Don't sit On what you have to Tell somebody When you know they need to hear it Call them, text them Or go to them to Right now Wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, And just tell them Right now Tell them how you feel They're going to tell you how they feel I hope 
because the truth is the truth, even if it comes from lying lips. Y'all, that's the show tonight. Um, I'm going to cut it off. For those of y'all, thank you for listening to Blog Talk. I'm going to talk to these people on Facebook a little while longer. But thank y'all for tuning in, and I hope y'all have a good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.